I do this for my culture, 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 culture. Good evening, folks. I'm Anthony McCarthy sitting in for Faraji Muhammad. This is For the Culture on Public Radio, WEAA 88.9 FM, absolutely the voice of the community. We have been we talk about all kinds of things that impact our, our culture, our community, um, right here on WEAA. And I try to use this time to really engage an interesting conversation, to get different perspectives. This past Saturday was Loving Day here in the United States. And Loving Day, for those of you who do not know, is a day to commemorate the beautiful couple um, that Richard and Mildred Loving, who fought all the way to the Supreme Court because Virginia outlawed their marriage. And they were arrested in the middle of the night, and they were told that their marriage was not legal because it was illegal for interracial marriages in Virginia and across the country. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing to me to hear their story. Um, Now, for just a little bit of background, in my family, I come from a family that is full of interracial marriages. I have four uncles on my mother's side, three of them married outside of the family, outside of the race. And when I was a little kid, it did not seem strange to me. These women were always a part of my life. You're going to meet one of them, my Aunt Marsha, later this week. I'm going to have her come on for a few minutes. She was my babysitter when I was a little boy. She has stories she loves to tell. Um, (laughs) But there were—I grew up in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia— And sometimes my aunts and uncles went through absolute terror in their neighborhoods, in their communities. Sometimes they thought they had their family behind them, and they didn't. Sometimes they thought they had uh, their neighbors behind them, and they didn't. I was so excited to remember a dear couple that means the world to me, um, George and Andrea O'Leary. They are an incredible, vibrant, fun couple. They have been married 54 years. That just blows my mind. I don't know people who've been married that long anymore, but they have been married for 54 years. When you meet them, they've been married a long time, but you will not be able to keep up with them. They move. They they keep moving. They talk about their children and their grandchildren. They are an amazing couple, and they are an interracial couple. George and Andrea, welcome to For the Culture. Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to have you both in the studio with yeah. me so we can talk about your life. Um, you've been married 54 years. How did it start? How did you meet? Well, George? we met at a party. Um, <laughs> I, we were, Andrea was living at a housing thing that the church had. Okay. Uh, and I had been at the rectory that they helped and fix up and paint up and uh-huh. all that. So then I heard about this party. <laughs> and uh, You didn't miss a party. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Not in those days. And uh, so anyways, I went to the party, walked in there, and saw Andrea sitting over there by herself and zoned right in. And Uh-oh. that was, that was, did not leave her side the whole time. Wow. We ran out of a liquor, so I knew where there was a place to go, so I brought her with me. You uh-huh. know? So we did not, we did not leave our side that night. Now, dumb question. Did either one of you ever think about interracial dating, uh, marriage? Was it an issue that you ever thought about, Andrea? It, it really was not. Um, I was already convinced I was going to never marry. Really? So I wasn't, you know, that big on dating and looking for people. And um, I had heard about George through other people. We knew, I knew of him probably a year before I met him, Mm -hmm. actually met him physically. Wow. And um, I used to hear people talk about him. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought, you know, possibility I would marry him before I ever met him. Really? Yes. See my mm. reputation. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his reputation. Uh-huh. But, yeah, uh, he was very good with kids, and that was one of the things I knew I wanted 
mm -hmm. uh, from a husband, uh, someone that would be good with children. And um, he uh, worked with the kids in the parish. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got to bypass him. But we never really made any kind of contact until June, a year before we met. Wow. Yeah. Now, this would have been 1966. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. George, what did you think of this black girl uh, that caught your eye the moment you went in? Um, I just saw, oh, this is a cute woman. <laughs> <laughs> now, did it, did, it, did it matter? It had nothing to do really? with it. We it were with a group of people, uh, some, many of them affiliated with the church. They were white, black, uh, Asian. You name it. it was a hot pot, a little uh -huh. UN group, you know, <laughs> and there was a couple of interracial couples in there, so mm -hmm. it wasn't mm -hmm. like race was a big thing. It was just like we. So you started dating, and when did you know it was marriage that was coming? I think about a week into a it. Week no, in? uh, no, a week into it? No, no, a week into it. I'm working on the job, right? <laughs> and this guy said, you in love? I said, oh, wow. I don't know. He said, well, you act like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured, okay. <laughs> I have been pinched. Oh, you've been pinched. <laughs> and Andrea, what did you think about marriage? Well, I mean, the only example I had was my parents, parents of course. That's right. Mm -hmm. And um, I had older siblings that were married. And... Um, and like I said, I wasn't really looking to to get married. It was sort of the last thing on my mind. So, um, but after being with him for a while and after falling in love and all that stuff, um, I saw it as a possibility. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't know for sure until he asked. <laughs> but uh, I often tell him we could have saved ourselves a lot of time had we just gotten married when we wow. first met. Mm -hmm. Really. So you said yes the first time. Yes. Did absolutely. race ever come into your decision? What will my parents think? What will my siblings think? Well, it's funny because I was from a family, a large family, and my parents raised us uh, that once you were on your own, your life was your own. Wow. So, um, but it it didn't make them happy when I told them. Mm -hmm. And, um, but... That wasn't going to stop me, you know. <laughs> you were getting married. Right, right. So, uh, in fact, I showed his picture to my mom, and at that time he had a Roman collar on because oh, he was wow. studying. I had been in the seminary, and the picture she got. No, was, you were studying to I, be a priest. I was studying, but I got out before I met her. So, <laughs> yes. don't, don't go there. <laughs> yes. And my mother looked at the picture, and she says, "Does he drink?" And I go. Uh, I've seen him drink beer. I didn't know what she was talking uh -huh. about. So I tell George the remark she made. He said, oh, she knows I'm Irish. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what, did your, what did your family think, George? They did not. It was, uh, I tried to go work it out with them. Mm -hmm. and they didn't want any parts of no. it. It may have been a decade after we got married before I had any contact really? with them. Were you surprised that your family reacted no. that way? Oh, you figured they would act that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, my father was very, uh, I used to like to mess with my father sometimes because I had a friend who was Italian. I'm going down over to Vitties. Why are you got <laughs> So in other words, uh, I knew where he was at. Mm -hmm. If you weren't Irish Catholic, you weren't. Yeah, Wow. But it turns out that we pretty much came from the same type background and everything. Mm -hmm. We grew up Catholic. We went to Catholic school. Um, you know, so it wasn't like we married somebody outside the religion because in that, that time, that was a big deal. Oh, you know, yeah. if you would marry someone outside of your religion. Mm -hmm. So um, we had more in common than not. Wow. Yeah. So, so. George, did it ever, and I've got to ask this, and I'm sure my callers are going to ask this, did it cause you any time to pause and say, you know what, my family doesn't support this marriage, they don't support me marrying a black woman, I can't do this? Actually, it probably was more of a motivator. Wow. See, I'm Irish. Rebellious. I'm hard-headed. Rebellious. <laughs> You're all those things. <laughs> it was like feeding into that, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
but we did have the support of my uh, siblings, mm-hmm. and um, and we and it turned out we knew all the same people, but really? we just never really met mm-hmm. physically, and uh, so it wasn't like we had to present as a new couple because we knew everybody, That's you right. know, and mm-hmm. everybody knew us, and we grew up right there in the ghetto off of U Street in wow, D.C. In D.C., mm-hmm. not far from what is that famous cafe, Ben. Ben's Chili Bowl. Chili Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, well, we were right pregnant. We live in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Three o'clock in the morning. I want some Ben's Chili Bowl. <laughs> I got to go <laughs> take my white self down to U Street. That's right. That was but, interesting. Uh, yeah. I want to tell the listeners, um, <laughs> if you have a question for George and Andrea, just give us a call at 410-319-8888. Maybe you have an idea or a comment about the 1967 decision. Um, Loving versus Virginia by the Supreme Court, which um, did away with all the laws across the country prohibiting interracial marriage. Before 1967, you could not legally be married in states like Maryland. It just was not legal. A lot of people, you all had to go to mm. D.C., correct? Well, we no. were in D.C. Okay. So, but, oh, so uh, you were already in D.C. we could not because the law was still in effect when we in got Virginia, married. In Virginia, in, in Maryland. Maryland. So mm-hmm. we were surrounded by the law. So we, <laughs> D.C. was an interracial mecca, shall oh, okay. we say, at that time. Because mm-hmm. there was an awful lot of interracial couples living in D.C. Because mm-hmm. there's nowhere else you could live. Oh, wow. Particularly if you're working for the government mm-hmm. because Virginia and Maryland didn't want you. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want you. So you got married. Mm-hmm. And how was that? I mean, did you face any challenges on where you were going to live, where you were going to work? Did you ever get a sense that regardless of the law in 1967, regardless of the Supreme Court, you faced challenges? There were people who did not approve of an interracial marriage, 1966? Um, to me, uh, I went about my business. <laughs> um, I had a good life. You know, I mm-hmm. uh, worked, worked a couple of different jobs until I got a government job. Um, and uh, we were doing all right, mm-hmm. so I was happy. Um, living in the heart of D.C., which is where we were, uh-huh. Um there was a give and take. You had all kinds of, of uh, racial mix in there, so it wasn't bad. It was when you left D.C. Wow, that's when I got scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you was, and you chose the word scared intentionally. That's, that's, you were afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we were talking a while back, uh, and Andre didn't realize at the time, but she. From Norfolk originally, Portsmouth, 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 Portsmouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and a uh, couple folks started dying, mm. and we started going down for funerals, and I was terrified. <laughs> you know, here I am in, in the car with mm-hmm. this white or black woman in Virginia. Wow! And uh, I was. I never sped that whole. Time. I bet you didn't break the law. You did not. No, he did not break the law. Yeah. So we got some callers. I'm going to invite some of okay. our callers. Four one zero three one nine eighty eight eighty. We're sup- we are celebrating marriage. We're sup- celebrating love today here on For the Culture. George and Andrea O'Leary are with me. They have been married 54 years. I'm amazed every time I say that. 54 years. And they're talking about their life together um, here with me today. Linda, welcome to For the Culture. Good evening. Hey, Linda. And God bless. And I want to say, somebody had a nerve to ask what love has to do with it. (laughs) Well, I just want to tell you, it has everything to everything. do with it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, congratulations. congratulations. And I tell you, when your heart is fixed and your mind made up, mm-hmm. God got your back, baby. You don't have to worry about what nobody else thinks. Amen. Amen. I tell you, you are blessed and highly favored. And thank I just you. thank God. Oh, thank you, you so much, you. Linda. And what that beautiful voice. And to be the, to stay together for 54 years, yep. mm. you're going down in history. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Love Linda. you much. Thank, thank you. Stay blessed. 
and continue to be a blessing, okay? Thank All you. righty, thank you. All so, right, God so bless. I, a lot of times, even people who support you will mm-hmm. say the most ridiculous things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I support you all being married, mm-hmm. um, but I don't want you to bring children into this mm-hmm. because people think they're being supportive and they right. say sometimes the most inane things. Mm-hmm. Um, how about your friends? Were there, was there ever a chance, a time when you thought, oh, no, I know my friends support me, mm-hmm. and then you were surprised by something they did or said? I knew my friends supported me mm-hmm. until maybe 10 years later, and one of my friends said in passing, you know what? We were all betting y'all want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> they were betting against you. But they were supporting me, uh-huh. but they were betting against me. Mm-hmm. So, you and know. then we were young. We I was young. 19, he was 20. Wow. No, I was 20 and he was 23. Uh-huh. And uh, my older sister, you know, felt I was too young to get married. And, um, um, but she supported us. Wow. You know, nobody really withdrew. Mm-hmm. And my parents... Um, um, finally came around when we had the first baby. They, you know, they, they came. George then. Well, no, they just came. Oh, they really? never called they or up. anything. They just showed up. Uh-huh. And um, my mom, her only concern was that, you know, the problems that the kids might have, uh-huh. you know, growing up. And um, Did that ever worry you two? Did you ever think, well, we are together, we're family, we're full of love, mm-hmm. but America can be a very hateful place. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all, we got three boys. Wow. And all three of them did, they did the race thing differently. Mm-hmm. Um, one is very militant. Mm-hmm. One is not going to take no crap from nobody. <laughs> Regardless of their color. Uh-huh. <laughs> or what uniform they're wearing right. with the little light going on overhead. And... Um, the other one is very intellectual, um, quiet, doesn't bother anybody. Wow. So it's, and race shaped all those different personalities. Mm-hmm. And what they were, race brought out. Mm. Now, did, yeah. what did you explain to your children? Now, this is going to sound like a dumb question. But what did you say to them about dad is white, mm-hmm. mom is black? Mm-hmm. Um, and in America, right. that everybody has a mommy and a daddy, yeah. um, and some people don't support a black person being with a white person. Did you tell them that early, or did they not even notice there was I a I think because uh, we presented them with a uh, normal life, mm-hmm. mom and dad. We did everything together. They were involved in all kinds of things, mm-hmm. and... Unless somebody would say something to them, um, which I'm sure they did, but um, they were able to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, nobody ever came to us and said, why'd you ever do that? You know, mm-hmm. that that's causing problems. But I know my middle son is very sociable. He knows everybody. Uh-huh. And um, my oldest son is shy like his dad, mm-hmm. so he has had and you're a select, very sociable. <laughs> yeah, he had a very select few friends. Uh-huh. But um, I don't think it stopped them from doing anything because I signed them up for everything. Oh wow! So they had to go to camp. They had to learn how to play an instrument. They had to, you know, uh, go to the library. They loved the library. We used to leave them there for hours, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I guess they were kept busy, and then they were accepted by enough um, substitute aunts and uncles. They even had surrogate grandparents. Oh, wow. uh, there was a couple, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Charles Stewart, that lived in Southeast. All three of the kids went there on the way home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. That was their first stop. Wow. So it wasn't and like they missed a whole lot. anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. one of the things we did, is we moved to Columbia when they were young, uh-huh. early elementary, or late mm-hmm. yeah. And um, Columbia was a very interracial community. That's right. At the time, it still is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were surrounded by Other kids. folks of all races, mm-hmm. and nationalities, and cultures. So um, they made out quite well, I think. Um, my youngest, who who was the I guess he was more conscious about color 
uh, than anybody. But mm-hmm. I think it's because he caused problems in school. Uh oh. Um, he used to tell a teacher in particular that he was not a patient man. <laughs> Fourth, uh, fourth yeah. grade. Fourth grade. No, he wasn't even fourth. I think third wow. grade. And then I would get complaints like uh, they're hyperactive mm-hmm. and I should think about putting them on something. And um, uh, one teacher, the same teacher, in fact, was very upset because he used to use words that the other kids couldn't wow. understand. So I said, well, that's a teachable moment for mm-hmm. you. Make him define what the word is that he's using. So the other kids would know. 410-319-8888 is the number to join our conversation. I'm talking with George and Andrea O'Leary. We're talking about interracial marriages. They've been married for 54 years. They were married the year before the Loving versus Virginia decision came down by the Supreme Court. Um, let's go to Jean. Jean, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Um, I'm really enjoy- enjoying this. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah, my wife just screamed out to me. She said, call, 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 call. We got married in 67. Oh, I'm 70. Wow. I'm 75 this you year. You sound so much younger. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just uh, eternally youthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, have the, I suffer from the Peter Pan syndrome. Okay. So, right. so anyway, um, so she said call because she wanted to know whether or not you guys got any time off of good behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the people do. Uh, do you guys? Uh, I'm sure you have a sense of humor, but this, yeah. that's the sort of humor we use with people. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, my wife is is um, part Cherokee. Oh, and, okay. And her, she, yeah, her her parents were were uh, I guess half Cherokee, mm-hmm. and um, my grandmother's my grandmother and her sisters. She had two of them. Mm-hmm. And three brothers, they were uh, biracial. Okay. Uh, we never knew who the, the who fathered them. Mm-hmm. We didn't know who their mother and fathers were. Well, they, well, I think they knew who their grandmother was, but we never knew who the father was. And we grew up in Catonsville, Lutheran and Catholic, Catholic neighborhood. Oh, I don't know okay. if you're familiar with Winters Lane. Gene, and yeah. Gene, I've got to take a very quick break. I'm going to ask you to hold on, and we'll wrap up your call when we come back. I'm talking to George and Andrea O'Leary. We're talking about interracial marriage in America. 54 years they've been married. I'm Anthony McCarthy. This is For the Culture. We'll be right back. I do this for my culture, 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 Welcome back to For the Culture. I'm Anthony McCarthy. In 1967, the United States Supreme Court handed down the decision called Loving versus Virginia. It was a couple that were married in the state of uh, Virginia and were arrested for breaking the law. Interracial marriages were illegal. All over this region in Maryland, Delaware, you could not marry. Well, this beautiful couple with me tonight um, were in D.C., and they it was legal in D.C. They couldn't have gotten married in Virginia or in Maryland, but they got married in D.C. 54 years they've been married. They're beautiful together. They finish each other's sentences. They are awesome when you watch their energy. Um, and make sure you go to my Facebook because I'm going to post a picture of us a little bit later. Um, George and Andrea O'Leary are with me mm-hmm. today talking about their beautiful marriage, their family, their children, and their grandchildren. Jean was with us. Jean, why don't you finish your thought? Jean, how long have you been married? Uh, 54 years. Be 54 and all. Oh, my goodness. Just like our, the couple here. <laughs> yeah. Not like the couple there. No. Okay. I, because, I mean, and I say that, um, uh, uh, because, yeah. Mm-hmm. because, yeah, yeah, you know, my, my marriage, our marriage was sort of rocky or whatever. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, not, but again, you know, it's a learning, learning experience um, one way or the other, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so right now I think we, I can relate to, to this couple because what we have gained is, is wisdom. I think that's, we can agree on that. It's like mm-hmm. we are full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think the young people don't can't appreciate. I have a 26 year old son, so you 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 don't want to go into my um, background. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so I so probably the complete opposite of theirs. But yeah. he, but what I wanted to say was Henry Louis Gates uh, uh-huh. has established pretty. I think that it's accepted now that most African Americans are t- at least 20 percent. Oh uh, yeah, without question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. So we um, America is a diverse place, uh, multicultured. Uh, sometimes. Uh, I think they want to think um, of us, especially African Americans, as as as, a, as some type of monolith. Yep, but we are right. just just like everybody else in America. When you get into the DNA, you'll see that we are so wonderfully mixed up. Mm. Uh, and I think that's part of, part of our confusion. So I just wanted to celebrate, you know, mm. your, your 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 marriage and uh, let you know that it's some it's, it's some others of us out here still alive and still Amen. kicking. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> been married. Since 1967. Uh, God oh, bless you guys. Gene, I love yes. your energy. I love your spirit. Uh, thank Thanks you. for calling tonight. Give your wife our best. Um, 410-319-8888 is the number. If you'd like to join our conversation, George and Andrea O'Leary. I must tell you that we have a friend in common. We get together sometimes for brunch on Sunday. And listening to George and Andrea tell their story is like a being talking to professional storytellers. You are caught up and you hang on every word um, of this incredible couple. Let me ask you all, uh, before we go back to the phones, 410-319-8888 if you want to join the conversation. You told us a story one time about going to, you had children, you were living in a one-bedroom, so you needed to move <laughs> to a bigger place. Right. Tell me about that, George. Okay, actually, we were sort of forced to move because we were on 15th Street, 14th Street corridor burned down. Talking to your oh, microphone. There 14th you Street corridor burned down. That was a cry oh, wow. from us. Uh-huh. And uh, so we lost the neighborhood. I loved the neighborhood, but there was nothing left in the neighborhood. It burned down. Yeah, and we, and we had another kid on the way, you uh-huh. know, so we needed to find bigger accommodations. So Andre goes scouting around looking for a place. She says, I found a place, but there aren't any. <laughs> I love the apartment. I said, oh, okay. So I went the next day. They had a half dozen apartments of that uh, side. Wow. So I just signed on the dotted line. And but you went, Andrea, and there were no apartments. There were no apartments. Yeah, right. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember if I knew anyone that lived. I don't even know why how I got to go to that particular complex. Mm-hmm. But it was in Oxon Hill, just across the, just across southern, the line. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. southern Avenue. And... Um, of course, they had nothing available. And and we still have to do something like that, even today at wow. times. Uh, you know, if we really want something, you know, we just send Mr. George. And George, or, you went, and there were apartments available. Yeah. Sure, mister, yeah. We got one at this unit, we got one at this <laughs> unit, we got which unit you want. <laughs> and so you got the apartment. Yeah. Without Andrea being with you. Right. Or the kids being with you. Right, and... I signed a lease, and I started getting these. I started getting these phone calls. Uh-huh. Andre started getting. Would you please come down and sign the lease? Come Four on. months later, she shows up. By that time, it's... now it was Andre, what late. was the reaction? Four months later, Miss mm-hmm. O'Leary came in, right? <laughs> and I'm sure you weren't what they were expecting. I'm what sure. What was the reaction? Weren't. Well, I just told them, um, yeah, my name is Andrea Leary. Uh, we moved in to whatever the apartment is, and my husband said I needed to come down to sign the lease. And uh, they needed to know the address again and which apartment it was <laughs> and whatever. And uh, finally, they got the lease out for me to sign. And uh-huh. we were there for, oh, three, four years? Yeah, something yeah. like that. We were there for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, And there were other couples that were... Um, uh, interracial, you know, uh, Asian mm-hmm. and white, and you know. So, but speaking of interracial couples, George and I used to travel a lot at one time. And the first time I went to Minnesota, it was. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Minnesota. And we saw so many interracial couples. Oh, really? And I said to George, I said, my God, I say, are you seeing these interracial couples? <laughs> and um, 
And one of our places that we love to go to, there's a beach in Mississippi. Gulfport. Gulfport, Mississippi. Wow, y'all and, are great. Yeah, <laughs> and beautiful beach. Mm-hmm. And we went there, oh, several years. And the last time we went, it was after um, Katrina had hit and wiped everything down. Wow. And uh, but nobody ever bothered us. Really? No, nobody ever came up and said anything. If anything, they wanted to know where you were from. Those types of things. And uh, so most places we went, you know, we either saw other couples or people just saw a couple, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so it wasn't as hard as I guess it could have been. Right. And I have to say that before we got married, we were stopped by two African-American policemen in D.C. to warn George that I might be a prostitute. Really? Yes. That's how good I looked then. <laughs> but you look good now. They were jealous. Uh-huh. They were jealous. And but they wanted, anyway. They wanted him to know. You they may wanted. have yourself a lot. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, we, we uh, filed a report against them, and, there, mm-hmm. and nothing became of it. They, they didn't even apologize. Wow. But, you know, at least they knew that um, we felt like we could do something about it. is the number. If you have a question for my guests tonight, George and Andrea, we're talking about an interracial marriage that has spanned, uh, I don't want to say a lifetime because they got so much more life to live, but they've been together for 54 years. 410-319-8888 is the number. Donna, welcome. Always great to talk to you. Yes, can you hear me? Yep, you're on the air. Yes, um, good show. Um, Thank you. And this, um, your couple, uh, that would be a good book to oh, wouldn't talk they, about. Wouldn't that be a um, great book? Yeah, yes. it would be a great book to talk about, you know, being an interracial couple in D.C., Maryland, you know, the Demava Peninsula, because mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't hear those stories. I mean, there there is a book that just, I think it's getting ready to come out now about an interracial couple that went through a lot. Um, I forgot, I think it was on NPR, that really nice uh, book that's gonna, is coming out about interracial marriages And at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got married in the 50s, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, one of, um, you know, I've had friends who dated um, uh, interracially, uh, black sisters with white men, and mm-hmm. they were saying that some of the backlash they got were from black men who were dating white women. Really? And wow. I was like, well, what, what, what kind of backlash? And, and they said that the black men uh, really did not support their dating of a white male. Mm-hmm. And and I was just like, well, but they're dating a white woman, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I, you know, and they said that they were the the, the couple was not happy. Them help them. They were not comfortable around them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, from my own experiences, I've had white women um, not comfortable with, you know, if they're, if they're dating or married to a white, I mean, a black male, they were not comfortable with black women my presence right. mm-hmm. as a black woman. And I hear I'm married. I'm married to a black male. Uh-huh. But they still weren't comfortable with my presence around them with their black spouse or partner. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that. And, and I want your, um, your guests to talk about what their interaction was with other, mm-hmm. um, it was a black males and white women, because I find it when, I, when, I, when I'm around black women with white men, I don't stare at that at all. I mean, they're comfortable, they're happy, but when, I, when, when you get to the opposite side with black, white women and black men, mm-hmm. I start getting a whole different perspective. And so that, when my girlfriends raised that concern with their experiences, then I said, so something is going on. So I was trying to put my finger on why it's mm-hmm. different for one group and not on the other. And, mm. and maybe I'm not sure if your, your guests have experienced that mm-hmm. when, you know, uh, and with, with their interaction with other interracial couples. And I'll hang up. And, and, and one my final point is, Marriage is a process. It's it's a hard experience. It's experience. It's an experience. And yep. yes. it takes work. Mm-hmm. And you're now you're having a lot of young people today that are not getting married. Marriage right. is mm-hmm. off the table. They're not getting married, but they're living together. They're they're couple. They're you see them as a couple, so they call themselves partners. Right. Mm. And um, you know that's 
um, I think the religious institutions are really concerned about why mm-hmm. it's okay for them not to get married, but to live as a partner together. So I'm, I'm not sure what maybe we should need, and maybe uh, you need we need to talk about marriage itself mm-hmm. and why with why while young people maybe they said that I think they were saying it had to do with divorce rates and the trauma of divorce and things, but. You know, for your couple to be married this long, being in a country that's so racist, mm. um, they survived. Mm. And for um, ch- people, tra- young people who've been traumatized and look at marriage in the opposite way, we have to revisit what we need to do to repair it. To repair and I want to hear you yeah. just, um, talk about my first discussion and I'll hang for listening. Thanks Thank for your, you. um, your show. Thank appreciate you. you. Thank appreciate you. you. So what has been your experience with other interracial couples um, and what have in, 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 I guess in the most general terms mm-hmm. what has been the reaction? Do you think, have you ever felt like there's something odd and it must be they don't like our interracial marriage? There's a different vibe I'm getting from this person or that mm-hmm. person. I don't know. I think we just have been really blessed, Mm -hmm. Anthony, because we knew, like I said, we knew all the same people. Mm. And we just didn't know it. makes a huge difference. And that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. And he probably knew as many black people as I did. Wow. He went to Howard for a while and played cards and and flunked out of school. I knew there was something I liked about you. (laughs) (laughs) And his parents weren't having it. But, yeah, so... I don't know if just people were willing to just give you a chance as an individual, Mm -hmm. but we have a slew of friends. And we have friends that are interracial couples Mm -hmm. also. And their kids are all grown. And some of their kids, like our kid, one of my sons is interracially married. One is living with a white woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, The oldest one married an African-American woman. And... uh, they didn't really need guidance from anybody. <laughs> they found somebody they liked they loved. Uh-huh. and loved and whatever. So, and of course, they knew we would be okay with it. Uh-huh. What about your grandchildren? My grandchildren, I have uh, you have some three. beautiful grandchildren. Yeah, I had a granddaughter that just graduated from Mercy School, and um, uh, she, as a younger child, had a lot of problems because she's very fair. Uh-huh. And, um, she didn't know that her grandfather was white. Really? And when she found out, she said, but nobody told me, Nana. Nobody told me. So I Interesting. said, yeah, I said, do you love him, Elizabeth? She says, I do. I said, that's all that's needed, honey. Mm-hmm. And love. it was, yeah. And she was fine with it. But she just couldn't understand why her father never said anything, why we never said anything. Uh-huh. It's like we thought it was obvious. <laughs> but because she was being taunted because uh-huh. of her complexion, mm-hmm. uh, it became an issue for her in that sense. Wow. Yeah. So, um and uh, so she and her uh, brother from my oldest son, they're both fair-skinned. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, he wears dreads. She wears straight blonde hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, they're just free to be with whoever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they consider that a plus or what. because uh, See whoever becomes. <laughs> yes, Let me ask Robert. you about your faith. Uh-huh. Uh, was that important to you, Andrea, that he was a man of faith? And, yes. And George, was that important to you about her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, very important. Mm-hmm. Because at that time, like I said, um, uh, we had more in common. We were of the same religion. We went to Catholic schools. We mm-hmm. went to Catholic schools. Um, so at that time, uh, you were expected to marry a Catholic. Oh, so wow. I married a Catholic. <laughs> you did? <laughs> and, uh, you know, recently I had a, a girlfriend that said that she would never uh, marry a white man. Oh, wow. And, um, and I thought about that, and, I, you know, I don't honestly remember saying, you know you what, I'm going to meet me a white man, <laughs> and I'm going to marry him, and we're going to have kids. I met a man. Is all I can tell you. I know people say, oh, that's facetious or whatever, uh-huh. but that's the way it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I had met other men, you know, so. Um, Just swept you it, off it your was, feet, right? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it was a God thing, trust me. Uh-huh. Let's go to Joseph. Joseph, welcome to For the Culture. 
Hey, you're on the air, Joseph. Hello. Hello, sir. George and Andre, this is Yogi. Yogi! <laughs> Where in the world are you? I'm not, I just found out. You, I still live in Mississippi. I've been here since 1973. Wow. Right. Right. And I just found out you've been hanging out in Gulfport, and I never knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we used so to So how do you know them, Yogi? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, George and I knew each other. We were both in the seminary together. Okay. Yeah. And I remember those early days very well, and I was so happy to hear that. I think you said after about 10 years, you and your parents began to reconcile. Oh, because nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you had met my parents and all that. I, I never met him. I met your brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and you know, I knew things were cool with him, but uh, I knew that had to weigh on you, you know, um, and I'm just so glad that uh, that there was some uh, reconciliation. It was. And I'm so glad for y'all also because I can remember um, before I left D.C., y'all had some tough times, you know, mm. uh, as many young couples do. And, and stressful times, you know, with with uh, finances and other things. But y'all, y'all fought and y'all hung in there. And, Amen. Yeah, and it's so good to hear. You. I haven't heard your voice, George and Andre. How long has it been? It's been years, honey. Years, <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah Bernice was just asking about you, but yeah. So, so, so I really well, appreciate you calling and reconnecting. Yeah. With yeah. George and Andre. Well, you know they they. Uh, they put some George and Andre and I are Facebook friends. Oh, we haven't wonderful. seen each other personally, yeah. but they they put a thing on and said they were going to be on. So I I, I uh, you decided I, I to tune in. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you so and much. And also uh, another fact of trivia: the former mayor of New Orleans, one of New Orleans' black mayors, Sydney. was also in the seminary, and he was in George and Andre's wedding. Really? As a matter of fact, he was my best man. Oh, yeah. isn't that yeah. Sidney yeah. Bartholomew. Sidney Bartholomew. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, he wasn't supposed to be okay. there, <laughs> according to the Josephites, but okay. he was there. He wasn't supposed to approve of that marriage. You know, <laughs> I really appreciate I you calling, George. Joseph. Thank you so much. 410-319-8880, if you want to join our conversation. George, let's, I'm getting texts from people that are saying, you gloss, Anthony, you're glossing over George's family. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Right. They did not approve. You were estranged for years, and then you came back together. How did that weigh on you? Okay. Um, when we got married, mm-hmm. no set of parents were there. Wow. Right. Parents didn't come. And your parents didn't come on, no, They yeah. until after the baby was born. <laughs> and then they just showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, my f- Andrea and my brother schemed against me. Uh-oh. And um, I'm going thinking we're going up for, what, Thanksgiving or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, we get to my brother's house in Connecticut, and they're my folks. Wow. So that's how it began. How it began. To, yeah. yeah. And uh, reconciliation went well. Um Andre and my father, particularly, but her and my mother too. But I know my father was crazy about Andre and all mm-hmm. that once he got to know her. Mm-hmm. So it all worked out to the good. Mm-hmm. And it went in their later years, and they were ill. Andre would be coming up, and well, you need to do this. And you mm-hmm. need to, the the nursing her, you of know. Course. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. But and Andrea, how did that feel knowing that his family f- did not approve? That did hurt mm-hmm. uh, for a long while. But, you know, I figured that if we ever made contact, you know, eventually all mm-hmm. of that would go away. And that's the way it happened. Wow. Um, and, you know, as they aged and became ill and stuff, and they knew I was a nurse, so they would ask you know, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would ask questions. And um, we were very close. And um, my mother-in-law um, outlasted my father-in-law. So we used to go and see her. And uh, finally, one day when I visited her, uh, I told her that I had forgiven her for oh. uh, what we had been through and that I loved her. And she loved us. And she loved me. And now, she, was that hard? 
it was hard. It was hard. Oh God, it was hard. And um, I um, um, knew it was something that was needed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, forgiveness always helps. It sure does. So um, she, you know, she didn't say anything, but I could tell that she heard what I said. Then it meant to it. Yeah, and that it meant something. uh, Let's go back to the phones. Four one zero three one nine eighty eight eighty. I'm talking. To George and Andrea, they've been married for 54 years. They've seen ups and downs. They have some beautiful children and beautiful grandchildren. And they're sharing their story with us tonight on For the Culture. Keith, I appreciate your patience. Thanks for holding on. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, You know, this America is a really sick, dangerous society in a lot of ways. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, from from this story that I'm hearing from this couple, it has a happy ending. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of interracial couples, there's the not unhappy ending. Mm -hmm. Uh, My cousin, who's black, he was married to a Korean. He he married a Korean woman. And, uh, you know, when they were dating and courting, you know, in Korean culture, the male, the male is pretty much really the head of the household. Mm-hmm. And, and what he say goes. But he was against, he was against his daughter marrying a black man. Really? Oh, yeah. In Korean culture, oh, yeah. Oh, he's very, very strong. The, the, the prejudice is there. The prejudice mm-hmm. and the racism is there. Regardless, you know whether you're white, you're black, or whatever, it's it's just there. It's in it's in it's just a a bad seed within yeah. human it's, nature. It's in, it's in our it nature. Is. You're Amen. right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and uh, the sad part about it is that um, you know uh, she wound up getting pregnant, and 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 her their child, their child, their son ended up in being adopted because it, it really got that bad. You know where. Wow. Uh, her family wasn't accepting of her marrying a black man. Mm. Now, interesting, my cousin died. Um, he died. He was in the military. He was, uh, he, he was uh, after he got out of the military, he became a police officer in, in Annapolis. And for the first time, for the first time in all of those years, Who's at the funeral was, oh, and before I go there, you know, my cousin went looking for his son, and he found him. Oh, good. He, he, yeah, he found him in Florida. Mm-hmm. He, was with, he was with a family, um, uh, but he was able to find his son. And um, just before he passed away, surely, you know, that he found his son. Uh, who's at the funeral was, was, the, was the father. Really? Was father. Yeah, he was at the funeral, and I'm sitting there at the funeral, and I'm just saying to myself, I wonder what is going through, What's going through his, his mind. What mm-hmm. is going through his mind mm-hmm. after he see the medal, after he see the status, and after he see what type of man my cousin was mm-hmm. and how he had achieved and succeed, succeeded in life. And the only thing that was different is his wife was Korean yep. and he's black. And then for and then he's there with his grandson, who they also had put up for adoption. Wow. So you know, I mean, it, 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 it really it really has it really has a sad side. Now he's a grown man now, but look at all of the things that he missed in life. He missed, for the first time he got to see his family mm-hmm. all at the funeral. Here he is. He he comes up from Florida to the funeral. And he's at the funeral, and he gets to meet his black side of the family for the first time in his life. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just thought that that was really sad. But no. I, I just said myself, I know Dad, Korean Dad, he's got to be sitting up there loaded with a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Keith, thank you for sharing that story with us. I really appreciate it. There are, I'm sure a lot of people, and you probably have heard Mm -hmm. horror stories, Mm -hmm. um, where no matter how much a couple loved each other, it just, they had so many things against them. Mm -hmm. Family, um, society, um, 
but you two have made it. One of the things that I have believed all these years was we made it because we did not have the problems of my parents Mm -hmm. interfering with my life and my family, Mm -hmm. which a lot of couples have. They're trying to, but the parents want to get in the Mm -hmm. way and all that. Mm -hmm. We were totally independent. (laughs) And so by the time, and my father was a striver and achiever, Mm -hmm. and he expected his kids to be, by the time um, we got to this set up Thanksgiving thing my wife woke me up with. Uh, I was supervisor in a government facility, so yeah. I had made it as far as uh-huh. he was concerned. Yeah. So let's get our final caller of the evening. Tony's on the line. Tony, welcome to the For the Culture. Oh, glad I made it in. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'm interracially married. You know, my wife is white, I'm black. We came up in a you know, pretty diverse area, Gaithersburg, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, her dad loved me. Um, he passed away, but loved me, you know, never any racial issues. Um, so I do understand, you know, the, 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 you know, it seems like, you know, sometimes we might get some, you know, hate from uh, mm-hmm. black women and stuff. But, uh, you know, I kind of, that was something that used to bother me at the beginning. But it's like, they don't know me. You know what I'm saying? They don't know, right. I, you know my wife's right. relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you try sure. to just, um, you know, brush that off. But, you know, you kind of sometimes put thoughts in the people's heads that may not even be there, too. So mm-hmm. um, I think we just got to really realize that, look, this is America is, you know, still uh, healing from, from wounds and stuff. But we're all Americans here. Not Actually, not, we're not all Americans, but I'm saying we all just people here. Yep. And if we are, say, Americans, then it, that has no color. We just Americans. And if you grew up, you know, if you relate with, you know, some of a different you know, skin color, whatever, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, love can blossom from that. And, you know, kind of people that, you know, want to say, you know, like all these other relationships are cool, but then hate on interracial relationships, then, you know, that's their own double standard that they got to work on. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let them, you know, that that's great. You know, I mean, whoever, you, you know, I mean, to me, you know, whatever man can find a great woman or a woman can find a great man and start a great family. That's, that's what it's all about. Tony, you know? that has yeah. to be the final word. Yes. I do want to thank you, George and Andrea, for spending this hour with me. Uh, you've mm-hmm. seen by the number of calls that just yes. keep coming in. People are interested, but I think the idea is people support love. Yes. And yeah. when, when, when love is in the equation, love wins. Every and time. I just look at you both, and I just yeah. say, um, we were lucky that love won. Um, yeah. You two are great together. George thank and you. Andrea Leary, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I really you appreciate spending us. this time with you. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Folks, I'm Anthony McCarthy. I've been sitting in for Faraji Muhammad. For the Culture is produced by Demi Goff and engineered by Andre Melton. Um, tomorrow, 85-year-old bodybuilder, Ernestine Shepard's going to be with me. We're going to celebrate her birthday and so much more. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'm Anthony McCarthy. Have a beautiful, beautiful evening.